You're listening to Historically Speaking, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Gamma, with generous support from the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. Well, hello, Kay. Hi, Kylie. We have a bit of bonus content to follow up our podcast about Kappa's founding story. Great. Did you figure out about Lambda Mu that was mentioned in the campus newspaper when it described the founding of Kappa Kappa Gamma? what it was and what happened to it? Yes, uh, I think we did. Just like the founding story, the trail of clues left by earlier writers were not super clear, but Dr. Oz at the Stewart House Museum may have figured it out for us. Wonderful, it sounds like she's a great detective. What have you found? Well, let's let Mary tell the story herself since she did the legwork for us. Hi, Mary, or Dr. Oz, as you're known in our circles these days. Hi, Kylie. Hi, Kay. I'm glad to meet you virtually, especially after hearing about you from Kylie for so long. Well, it's nice to meet you too, Dr. Oz. I've been reading your wonderful pieces on Facebook about the storehouse, and they're just great. Aw, thanks. So, Dr. Oz, I sent off a question to Jeff Rankin, the college historian at Monmouth College, and copied you. Jeff weighed in a bit later and said that there isn't really any trail to follow about Lambda Mu as far as he could find in the college records. When I mentioned your suspicions, he didn't agree or disagree, so until new information surfaces, I think your guess is somewhat safe. So let me remind our listeners what I asked. As Kay and I recounted Kappa's founding story for Founders Day on October 13th, we read from the College Courier, Monmouth College's student newspaper, that has the most solid account of when the founders of Kappa Kappa Gamma made their first public appearance on October 13th, 1870. We noted that right after that announcement was another article that described the start of a group called Lambda Mu, with a membership pin that was a shield with the letters LM on the front. We wanted to know, what was Lambda Mu? Why were they listed as being in the same field as IC, the women's fraternity that would later be called Pi Beta Phi? And whatever happened to Lambda Mu? So just a few easy questions for you. Yeah, just a few easy questions. Lambda Mu may have been an honorary music sorority. I found references to the Lambda Mu singers at Albion College from the 1930s and a newspaper article from 1944 about the Lambda Mu music sorority at Mansfield State Teachers College. Volume 77, issue number four of The Key also mentions Lambda Mu. Cindy Brown, Jane Green, and Carol Bartlett, all of Denison, were uh, members of this sorority, and that's on page 58 of uh, that issue of The Key. The society seems to have been particularly active in Pennsylvania, at least according to the newspapers. By the mid-1960s, it is referred to as Lambda Mu Sigma, and it disappears from the newspapers by 1971. Hmm. So Kappa started in Illinois and first kind of started moving east and then a little bit west. So it seems likely that if it were really concentrated in Pennsylvania, moving west to Illinois, is that kind of what you're thinking? I'm, I'm thinking, yes, that potentially professors who were answering uh, job announcements, answering those ads, if, if they came west, they may have brought knowledge of the sorority with them. And you mentioned the students from Denison. So those were Kappas. 
Yes. They were in both Kappa and this Lambda Mu as well. Yes. This was under, a, their, their names were listed um, in a section called Honorary Societies. So I think it was highlighting all of the academic accomplishments of Kappas. Do you suppose any of our founders or members also belong to Lambda Mu on Monmouth's campus? I've wondered about that. Um, you know, it's, it's possible that we know many Stewart was enrolled in painting classes or art mm -hmm. classes, so mm -hmm. she may have, have been involved. Um, I'm not sure about the other, maybe Sue Walker, since we know she was musically inclined as well. We don't have any evidence of that, so that's all speculation. But then I still had this question, and maybe we'll have to call Fran back, get her on the horn. They listed them. So Kappa appears in the newspaper, and they're like, here's this group. Yay, they marched into chapel, and they're starting their, their own society. They didn't call them a women's fraternity in the newspaper. But then they say that this Lambda Mu is in the same field as I see. So it seems like they're not... They're not pitting Kappa and IC together or against one another as, as similar groups, but they are with Lambda Mu and IC. It sounds like it. I wonder if, uh, if IC was maybe more musically inclined than we've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I can think of is that they were listing all new information announcements about sororities. Yeah. Since, since Lambda Mu, it's always called a music honor sorority. Right. We don't just say honor society. It's always specifically a sorority. Right. Yeah. And today, we know Pi Beta Phi, which was IC cirrhosis. They've called themselves a women's fraternity forever. But it could just be the impression of the newspaper people. Um, we know that newspapers often describe them in ways that we would not describe ourselves. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right, Tyler. Perhaps they were looking at IC as a more similar organization to Lambda Mu and then Kappa. They hadn't figured out what Kappa would be like yet. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I think your explanation makes sense, Mary. I do too. It, it seems to me that you're on the right track. And I'm going to consider the question answered if we all agree. I agree. I concur. <laughs> So thank you, Dr. Oz, for helping to clear up the confusion. And thank you, Kay, for your everlasting curiosity. I always learn so much from the questions other people ask. And I often wish that I had thought to ask the question myself. Well, that's the story of my life. I always want to know the story behind the story. The goals of historians, right? <laughs> Indeed. <Probably. laughs> So listeners, take note and send us your questions. We're excited to find out what keeps you up at night and what piques your curiosity. Send your ideas to archives at kkg.org and we'll do the research for a future episode. Thanks again, Mary, for your help. And thanks, Kylie, for bringing us all together today. You're welcome. And thanks all around to you both for joining me today and to all of our listeners. Don't forget, if you have a question you'd like us to cover, you can send it to archives at kkg.org. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Historically Speaking, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Gamma, with generous support from the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. Our headquarters is in Columbus, Ohio. Our house museum, the Mini Stewart House, is in Monmouth, Illinois. And you can find us online at kappa.org. 
All Things 150th is at our special website, kappaturns150.org, and you can peruse our digital archives at kappa.historyit.com. Research is by former fraternity president and former fraternity historian Kay Smith-Larson from Beta Pi Chapter at the University of Washington. And production is done by me, Kylie Smith, archivist and museum director for Kappa Kappa Gamma. Thank you.